The five closest people around you are determining how successful you are. Welcome to Don't Quit, where you come to be encouraged, to stop feeding yourself negative thoughts, and to just do it. Since launching this podcast a week ago, I have been so amazed and grateful at the amount of listens, and it's all thanks to each and every one of you. It really means the world to me. So I want to take a moment and read a review one of you left. And again, when you leave a review, make sure to leave your name so I can shout you out in these reviews. This is from Crystal. She says, wow, this is deep. What a way to make you think. I absolutely love this podcast already, and I love this girl. It really makes you dig deep into your mind and think about what is being said. I'm sitting here listening and nodding like, yeah, yep, yes. Like, how are you picking my brain? This is going to make a huge impact. I am looking forward to more episodes. Paige, phenomenal job, girl. Thank you, Crystal. Crystal, I appreciate you. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you to everyone who's leaving a review of my channel. It means more than you know. Hey guys, I am so excited that you are joining me today. I'm Paige, your podcast host, and today we are talking about four ways to stop listening to people's opinions of you and start encouraging your authentic self. So I want to paint this picture for you. Imagine this with me right now. You have this awesome idea that you are super passionate about that you want to pursue. You tell someone that's close to you and they seem disinterested, or maybe even worse, they seem negative. They discourage you from doing it maybe, or they just don't have the reaction you want. And because of this, you decide not to pursue that idea, yet you feel like you're not being true to yourself or your values or what you want in life. Not being able to be yourself can be really detrimental in life and can have lasting impacts. So today I want to break that down for you. And most importantly, I want you to feel like you can walk away knowing how to choose great influences for your life. And, and guys, be sure to listen all the way to the end because my very best tip I'm saving for last. So don't miss out on that. So I'm sure you've heard this before, but you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. It's kind of common sense that we spend time with people that either have similar interests to us, or we spend time with people that God gave us in our life that just comes naturally, like family or maybe very close friends that you've kind of grown up with. And I think that the best thing we can do is be thankful for those relationships, first of all, and also ask yourself if they are, are encouraging your authenticity. Because to lead a life of happiness and success, you want to surround yourself with people that are going to lift you up. So I encourage you to really start listing out who are your top people that you spend most of your time with. And if you want to be successful, guess what you need to do? Do you have any ideas? Well, it's kind of as simple as spending time with positive people because positive people attract positive people. And when you're looking at that list of five people, you can ask yourself, what do these people typically talk about when, when I'm spending time with them? Are they encouraging? Are they positive? Are they excited about what, what's going on in their life? Or, and as Oprah Winfrey said so eloquently, be thankful for what you have in your life and you will end up having more. If you concentrate on what you don't have, you will never have enough. And I think we pretty much get a clear picture that being positive and practicing gratitude is going to reflect in our success in life. And just a little quick story here. Rick and I, my husband Rick, we have been married for six years and we met at a community college that we both attended. And I just feel like he has so much wisdom and I respect his opinion when it comes to so many things in life. One thing he always says that really resonates with me and makes me think when I worry is that 
the more you worry, the more you tend to make those worries come true. And maybe you can look back in your life and know that, wow, you worried about that situation and then it did come true. I think sometimes that we obsess so much on something that we almost project it to happen in our life because we're spending all our time dwelling on that. What do you think the Bible says about worry? I know for me, I was reading the other day some Bible verses about worry, and obviously with my past um, history of struggling with depression and anxiety, um, I turn to the Bible oftentimes, and I think that God says so many good things about worry. And I just want to read you a couple verses. I encourage you to go on your own and look this up, write it down, go look it up, and just really study these scriptures because it's really empowering to know what God says about worry, and it can really comfort your mind. But Matthew 6, um, 25 to 34 is what I would suggest reading. In, in Matthew six twenty five, it says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear, is life not more than food, and the body more than clothes. And it also says in Matthew 6, verse 27, can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? And down even further in Matthew 6, verse 34, he ends this verse saying, therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And I'm sure you can feel that in your heart that there are some hard days. And I know for me, I just said to Rick, we were driving home from church today, and I said to Rick, I am really enjoying my life. Like, I genuinely am just living, I'm happy. I'm, I feel fulfilled. I feel like I'm in the right place at the right time, that I'm doing the right things, and I just feel good. But there have been times in my life when I have not felt that way. And it's been hard, and I know as a mom, you struggle sometimes. I'm a stay-at-home mom, and I'm homeschooling my five-year-old. And at times, I struggle with like what I'm doing as far as discipline with him. or just There are so many struggles in life, and I know that we all may be going through something even right now. And I want you to know I'm here. I would love to pray for you. Reach out. Write me a review. Let me know what's going on. Reach out on Instagram because I'd love to pray for you guys. But I think God really makes it clear here that we do not need to worry about tomorrow. He's worrying about it for us, and he's making sure that we're going to be okay. Now, we're going to get back to this topic of how do we pick people that are good influences, and that really comes down to how do we spot good influences, and this can take a long time. Guys, as I tell you these few things that have come to me and made me realize how to pick good influences in my life, I encourage you to make sure that you are also trying to implement these in your own life and making sure that you are embodying these qualities, because you're not going to be able to attract people like this if you don't start acting like that yourself. As Dale Carnegie, the writer of the best-selling book called How to Win Friends and Influence People, quoted, The only way on earth to influence other people is to talk about what they want and show them how to get it. Now, really think about that for a minute. Do you, when you're sitting with your best friend or maybe someone at church or maybe someone at your work, do you ask them, hey, what is it you're trying to do in life? What are some goals you have? What do you want to do next week? What do you want to do next year? And even taking it a step further, do you then show them how to get what they want? And let me be honest with you guys. I don't, I have not done this very often in my life. And I want to be really transparent on this channel because I want you to know I'm just another human like you are talking with you right now. And I'm working on these things too. And for me, when I look back at my life, my husband and I led a youth group for quite a number of years in the church I grew up at. And we 
were able to partner with the kids and help them through some things in life. But that was kind of like, I don't want to say a job because it was a volunteer position, but we did it because we felt God called us to that. And that was kind of something that we committed to. But in my regular life, besides my kids, and I think we're always partnering with them to help them get where, they're, where they want to go in life because of teaching them and stuff like that. But I feel like in my personal life, I don't really take the time to actually talk about what someone else wants or show them how to get it. And I think that that, what Dale Carnegie said is something that we all need to remember that we need to help people because when you take your time to help someone, what do you think that does for your relationship? I really think it builds trust, credibility, loyalty. And I want you to ask yourself, are you being this type of friend to someone? Because that is like, we all need people like that in our life. And I know I'm going to be working on that, trying to just help others. And sometimes we don't have the same passions as others. And it's hard to want to help someone in something that maybe you're not passionate about. But we can always take the time to slow down and ask questions, maybe do a little research and just show we care essentially. So let's talk about how we can make sure we're spending time with the best people that we can. Number one is take control of what you can control. It's not probably a big surprise to you that you don't have control over many things in life, right? I mean, of course, God gives us our children to kind of guide, um, but we can't control really anyone else but ourselves. And I think sometimes we think this idea that like we need to control other people. We need to tell them what they should be saying or how they should treat us or what they do in their life. And really what we have to remember is incredible change can really only happen when we decide to take control over what we have power over. So we can spend time with the people that are going to uplift us and we can be intentional and live our lives with an intentional view on what matters. And I think really there's two things that sometimes can happen in your life when you're not being intentional. One is just you fall into the status quo of doing what is in front of you. Maybe you have the same job, of course, that you go to every single day. Um, maybe you are a stay-at-home mom like myself and you have the routine of the same things each day. We sometimes fall into that where we're just not really thinking about the bigger picture and we're just doing what's right in front of us. And the other thing is sometimes those around us are influencing what we choose to spend our time on or where we are going. And of course, other people, they have the best intentions for us and they think that maybe they know what we should be doing in our life. And people love to have you enjoy what they're enjoying. That's just sometimes a common thing, I think, in our human nature to want others to enjoy what we're enjoying. And so a lot of times people will be passionate about something and they want you to have that same passion. And it can be hard at times because maybe you just don't have that and you feel like you have to fit that mold, but you just don't fit that mold. And it's okay. It's okay to be different. God created us all different for a purpose. And even in the Bible, God tells us how we were all created differently for a, re a reason. In Romans 12, 6, it says God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. It's pretty obvious that we are all made different for a reason. Just a fun fact, God literally made over 300,000 species of beetles alone. Just beetles, 300,000. If that doesn't tell you that he loves uniqueness and variety, and in just one foot of snow, there are 18 million individual snowflakes and not one of them are alike. 
So being yourself is so important and making sure that you're living with your values in mind and lining them up with what matters in life is so important as well. Number two is assess where do you want to be and who is going to get you there. For example, just write a list of characteristics you want to find in people to spend time with and make sure that you're intentional about writing this down and really thinking about your time and who you're spending it with and what you're talking about and what you want in those people. I'm going to read you a list of 10 characteristics of influential people. And as I read this list to you, I just want you to think and ask yourself, am I utilizing these in my life? Number one is they act deliberately. Influential people are intentional about their behaviors and actions. They have purpose and vision for their life. Number two is they understand themselves. They know who they are and what their values are. Number three, they speak thoughtfully and listen. They don't gossip or make unfounded attacks on others. And the key there is unfounded because I think a lot of times when we're gossiping, we don't even know the backstory and we're just saying things without really understanding the entire scope of the story. Number four is they are always learning. They know growth only happens when you are open to learning and knowledge is power. Number five is they have integrity. They're honest. Their influence and respect come from doing what they say they will do. Number six is they make sure to let others talk. They have empathy, they value others, and want others to feel understood. Number seven is they focus on their strengths, but understand their weaknesses. Because when you're aware of your weaknesses, you change them. Number eight, they have high expectations of themselves and others. They're confident and they're not afraid of failure. Number nine is they are focused on what really matters. They look to understand others and find ways to feel a part of something larger than themselves. And number 10 is they connect. They work to relate to others in deep and meaningful ways. And, and guys, listen up. I know the feeling of having lots to work on. When I first read this list, I realized that a lot of these I need to do better at. And I'm going to push myself to make sure that I'm trying that every single day. We are never done learning or pursuing our purpose in life. And a lot of times, guys, being that we live in a consumeristic society that is really set up to have you sit in a status quo position to just keep consuming day in and day out and, and filling that role. It's kind of the safe option. It's the easy route. It's just pleasing yourself with stuff and things to do and activities rather than with each other. So building relationships with people has gotten harder. And I think it, it takes more practice and intentional time sitting down and thinking about what you're going to ask someone and how you're going to treat them when you're talking to them. Number three is focus on controlling your thoughts and not theirs. And guys, this is a super simple point. I'm going to keep it real short. If you spend even one minute of mental energy focusing on what others think of you, you are wasting your time. Mentally strong people rarely focus on things they can't control. I want you to hear that again loud and clear. Mentally strong people rarely focus on things they can't control. I'm just going to leave that right there, guys. Number four is the last and best point and the one that I told you you're going to want to wait for. And that's really because it's just as simple as this. It's the most important thing that you can do. And it's to just stop thinking about and dwelling on others and what they're doing and start dwelling on you because you're really missing out if you're worried about what others are doing. And I think a lot of times we can get frustrated that somebody isn't reacting the way maybe we wanted them to or isn't doing the things that we want them to, but it's just going to hurt us 
And it goes back to that worrying about what someone else is doing that we're not even supposed to be worrying. And guys, this is gonna really make your ears perk up because this is something that is extremely important to listen to. If you take one thing from this episode, which I hope you take more, but even if you take this one thing, listen to this. So when you say something to someone and their reaction is negative, that reaction is usually coming from a place of fear and insecurity in their own life. And it has nothing to do with you or your situation. And when you realize that people have their own struggles, people have their own insecurities, and we are not always good at not putting that on others. You can't hold someone to a level of perfection. It's just going to hurt you in the long run. Instead, have grace with people. Realize that people are going through tough things. You right now may be going through something tough and maybe you freaked out on someone else. And you know what, if you think that you did, I encourage you go and say you're sorry. It's always an awesome thing to apologize and own up to those things. It's going to free you to do that. But also realize that when someone doesn't have the reaction you wanted, there's something going on potentially in their life. And instead of dwelling on that, just move forward and start seeing the possibilities and opportunities that are right in front of you. And I encourage you take the leap of trying to push yourself to do better. Oftentimes we fear doing the things that scare us because we're worried about failure. And actually guys, failure and discouragement are the two surest stepping stones to success. It's literally what drives you to try harder and to not give up. And it's what will make the victory that much more amazing. So please guys, don't try to please everyone because no matter what, there will be people that will judge no matter how awesome you're living your life. You can't please everyone and be sure to take those risks. And guys, I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here today, for choosing to spend your time with me. I know your time is valuable, and I cannot tell you how much this podcast means to me already in the short time that I have been on this platform here. And wherever you're listening, please reach out at Don't Quit Podcast on Instagram. Let me know where you're listening from. Let me know who you are. I want to get to know you guys. Definitely leave a review on Apple. The goal of my podcast, if you haven't already heard, is not about doing anything for me. It's about reaching others for God and to help others become their best selves. I have been passionate about wanting to help others in this area and felt God put that on my heart. So when you leave a review or you like my show on Spotify or subscribe or share it with your friends, it helps me more than you know to reach that goal. I love you guys. I'm thankful for each and every one of you. And I can't wait to visit again on Wednesday when the next episode comes out. Have a beautifully blessed day.